Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Back at it on a Gray Bar Sports open line right here on KMOX, your home for the Cardinals. Cardinals falling short earlier today to the Cubs by a 4-3 score at series even at one game apiece as the four-game series will continue tomorrow and Sunday afternoon. We're going to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line right now. We're very happy to uh, welcome on to the program. He is uh, Jared Willis. He's part of the uh, team at uh, CHGO Sports. I always uh, make sure I want to get that right as he uh, joins us right now. Jared, appreciate you taking some time with us today. How are you? I'm doing well, Matt. Good to talk some baseball with you today. That, that is the correct way to pronounce your outlet, right? Like, I think I ask you yeah. that every single time I have you on. <laughs> you got it 100% right. Okay. And every time I say it, I'm thinking to myself, am I doing this right? So <laughs> I am doing it right for once. You got uh, it. For once. Yeah, All right. You got it. Um, I'll tell you, the, the big story right now in St. Louis after the game today, and everybody's talking about it, is Alec Burleson's at the plate. The count's 3-0. 3-0 pitch looked a little bit outside, called for a strike uh, by Ron Culpa, and then the 3-1 pitch is egregiously outside, and it's called for a strike as well. And then there's a ground ball double play, and that gets the Cubs out of the inning. How much is that being talked about in Chicago? You know what? It's, it's, it, was, it was bad enough that it is being talked about here, too. Um, obviously the feeling in Chicago is going to be a little different than in, in St. Louis, but the reaction here in Chicago has been very much almost like, Hey, we, we kind of got away with one there. Um, and I saw a few people pointing out that, you know, I'm not a robot umpire guy, but you know, a few people pointing out, Hey, with a robot umpire, that game probably turns out differently. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting call because it's one where, both sides seem to agree umpire missed that call. Um, you've got one team that, you know, in St. Louis that's understandably upset, and then team in Chicago that, where the feeling is like, okay, wow, we, we kind of got one there, and, and we're just going to take that and turn the page and move on to the next one before anyone notices. But, um, yeah, again, I'm not a big robot umpire guy, but that, that was one example where it's, it's hard to argue against it. Is that one where maybe as far as the full automated strike zone going to a system where you can challenge certain ball and strike calls, that that's, the, that's more of a, a reason to do that as, as opposed to the totally 100% automated zone? Yeah, definitely. And I think that was a, it's a great example, too, of, of a time when you really need that option because 
you're talking about a high leverage inning, an extremely high leverage at bat, which could really truly have turned the tide of the game. You could get a totally different result with the with the what I would say would would, would what should have been the correct call should have been ball four, um, it, which you know changes everything about that game. And so I think there should be an opportunity at least for you know in that case for for the Cardinals to say, hey, we need that one checked. We've got, we're asking for a, a review on that call. And if you have an automated strike zone, I would think it would be fairly easy for them to say, looks like our umpire missed that call. That one's ball four, take your base. And, you know, you move on to the next batter. Um, Cause that, uh, yeah, exactly. Like you said, that's a case where I think baseball needs that option because when it's, it's late in a game like that, Bases are loaded. It's this high, extremely high leverage moment. You, you can't have it decided on on a missed call like that. Here's what frustrates me beyond just the fact that it was a missed call. What frustrates me? I, I don't know how much you heard from Alec Burleson in the post game. He said that on the 3-0 pitch that was called for a strike, so 3-1, he asked Ron Culpa where it was, and Culpa said it caught the corner. So if Culpa's going to sit there and say it was on the corner, that means anything beyond that point should not be called a strike, and the next pitch is. So what that tells you is Culpa from one pitch to the next could not designate the strike zone. If Culpa doesn't say it's on the corner on the 3-1 call, I feel differently about 3-2. Like that's where I just I feel for Burleson. I'm 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 just going on a rant here, but that that's the frustrating yeah. part for me because Culpa told Burleson one thing and then does another on the next pitch. Yes, exactly. And and the thing that hitters, you know, batters will tell you consistently is they just want to know how the umpire is going to call something. And that's why they ask. And that's why, you know, Burleson in that case turns to the umpire and asks him, well, you know, how did you see that? You know, what, why did you call that a strike? And he gets an answer. And then as the batter, his approach is affected by what, what the umpire has just told him. And so when he gets this, you know, when, when the consistency isn't there from the umpire, it creates a situation where as a batter, you start swinging at things that you might not normally want to swing at, or, you know, it gets you out of your game plan or your approach. And so it's, it's definitely as a batter, very, it makes their job extremely difficult when they don't feel like they're getting consistency from the umpire. You told me that this is how you're calling this pitch, but you change it on the very next pitch. You, you can't have that because I think batters will allow for, okay, maybe your zone is a little wide or you call things a little bit low, but as long as you're consistent about that, they can handle that. It's when I see you calling it this way on one pitch and then the next pitch you call it differently, then they don't know what to do and it puts the batters in an impossible situation. And then he's swinging at another 3-2 pitch that's outside the zone and grounds into a double play. It's a a very interesting baseball conversation to be had because – what Culpa says then does leads to the swing on the three two. I just uh, maybe I'm getting exactly. a little dorky here, but I I, th- I think it's worth talking about. No, I, and I agree because again, when, when you're you know this wasn't just any at bat either. This wasn't the third inning with nobody on base. This is the end of the game with the bases loaded and the Cardinals are down by one run. That's that stuff really matters. Um, and it's, yeah, it's fair to say you put this hitter in a, in a bad spot. And so, yeah, he's probably swinging at a three, two pitch that he normally wouldn't swing at. And now here's a double play and, and that's that. 
um, maybe in the grand scheme of things, these this stuff all kind of comes out in the wash, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, in the moment at least, it really created a terrible situation for the hitter. It feels unfair because it really kind of is. Um, and so I think if, you know, for your the Cardinals fans, for your people in St. Louis who are feeling frustrated, I think it's totally justified. All right, so when the season got started, and I was as wrong as you can possibly be, and I'll wear it, when the season got started, I thought the Cardinals were going to win close to 90 games and probably win the division by 10 games. But I thought the Cubs were the second-best team in the division. I thought they would probably be just a little bit over 500, maybe 83, 84 wins, somewhere in there, and you know, kind of be in wild-card contention up until you know late August or, or something like that. It hasn't worked out that way for for the Cubs either. Um, am I on an island here? Is, has it been disappointing <laughs> with the way things have gone? Because even if there weren't yeah. super high expectations for the Cubs, it doesn't feel like they they've met the expectations that were there. Not at all, Matt. I'm I'm right there with you because actually preseason predictions that I put down, I put put the very pretty much the exact same thing. I picked the Cardinals to win the division. I thought the Cubs had a shot at a wild card, would probably win, you know, be just over 500. So it's definitely, it's been a disappointing season. And for the Cubs, one that's been really hard to figure out because they've done a lot of things well. They have good starting pitching. They have good defense. They, for the most part, they have a good bullpen. Um, So it's really hard to puzzle out, like, why does this team struggle so much to win games? Now there's some issues with stuff like, they strand a lot of runners. They can get guys on base, but they don't do a great job of driving them in, which costs them a lot of close games, stuff like that. But it feels like a team that I think, you know, if I don't think they're going to do this at all, but if at the trade deadline, they decided to try to add to their roster, maybe they could, they could salvage this season. Um, But I, I, I honestly, my, genuine expectation of the trade deadline is they're going to be sellers. You're going to see Bellinger and Marcus Stroman playing for other teams. Um, But yeah, definitely a season that has been, even with moderate expectations for the Cubs, has been a disappointment. Bellinger's had a a resurgence this season. What kind of value can he bring back at the deadline? Oh, he's, I mean, he's huge given the, given the year that he's had, because I think the big, the big test for Bellinger was, can you show that you can you can be the guy that everybody saw his first three seasons with the Dodgers when he was the rookie of the year, when he was the MVP? And, and not that he had to put up the, the same kinds of numbers, but just show that you still have something like that in you. Um, and I really think he's done that this season. And so when you're talking about somebody who's 27 years old, who plays great defense in center field, can also play first base if you need it, gives you left-handed power. power. I, I, there's, there's all kinds of teams that are going to say, that's a guy that we want on our roster for the, the last two months of the season as we head into the playoffs. So um, it's a good spot for the Cubs because they're probably going to get a really nice return. But, you know, I say in diff- under different circumstances, this is a guy you'd be talking about trying to extend rather than trade, but that's not the, you know, that's not the situation here. Uh, but he's, he's going to be a, a, one of the, I think, the main names to watch at the deadline. Has the organization lost any faith in David Ross? I don't, well, I think to some degree. I think for David Ross, the season to watch is going to be next year. Um, because if, if 
they are looking at this as same kinds of results in 2024. That's when I think his job is really in danger. Um, this year, the expectations were kind of, like I said, kind of moderate. They definitely, you know, they, they brought in some guys. They, they, they had a, a pretty big winter. If you think about all the signings the Cubs made, you have Dansby Swanson, Jameson Tyon. I mean, they, they made some moves. Um, some of that hasn't worked out. Tyon's been kind of a disappointment. Um, but, you know, at some point you do have to look at the guy who's managing this team and say, we've done our part and we're, we're making this roster stronger and we're not getting the results. And so I think this year he's still kind of in a grace period, but I really do think if, if we're come end of July 2024, the results still look the same, I think his job's in trouble. Jared Wills from uh, CHGO Sports continuing to join us. Last question for you, and this is kind of a off-the-beaten-path question, but we're in a period right now we saw another team leave uh, Bally Sports here over the last few days. The RSN situation's in a tough spot. A number of years ago, the Cubs started their own network with Marquee. It was not received well by Cubs fans. Now, with where we're at in this industry, does it look kind of retroactively that like that much better of a decision? And can the Cubs feel really good about that decision they made a few years ago, considering where uh, the RSN business has gone? Yeah, I mean it's 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 funny how you're you're exactly right. The initial reception of Marquee was very negative. Tom Ricketts was booed at the Cubs convention when he brought. It. Um, there's a lot of people in Chicago that still don't subscribe to it, and yet, compared to the situation in a lot of other cities, to have Bally as their, you know, their their local sports network, and this is you know where you can watch your games. Um, it's a much better situation because Marquis is not financially at least is, is not, doesn't have the issues that Bally does. Um, now if eventually they, the team that's on the field is, is, is better. I think Marquis is really going to thrive because one of the things that's caused Marquis to struggle a little bit is the Cubs just haven't been, they've not been good, uh, since Marquis started. Uh, but yeah. To your point, it's it's definitely a better situation than a lot of these. I feel for these people in in some of these cities that are losing their carriers. I lied last thing. Do Cardinals fans hate it? Hate it when games are on Apple TV or Peacock. Like, I bring that up and my phones just go crazy. Are Cubs <laughs> do, do Cubs fans are they as vocal about it? Yeah, there's still some like you know there, there's still some grumbling, but I think in at least for Cubs fans, it still kind of stems from a lot of the old school fans who are used to it's the Cubs. They're supposed to be on WGN. What are they doing on any other channel? Um, there's still a little bit of holdover from that. Uh, but yeah, I think every time there's like today, one of those Friday Apple TV games where it's, you get a lot of people who are like, where do I find this game? How do I watch this? Um, but it, for the most part, I think, you know, people have adjusted to it. Um, and for baseball in general, I think it's a good direction to go to get on some of these platforms, but make it accessible to more fans and, and people like it better. He is Jared Willis. You read him at uh, CHGO Sports. Does a great job covering baseball in the city of Chicago. Jared, thanks so much uh, for your time, and I'm sure we'll catch up again real soon. Thanks, Matt. All right, Jared Willis joining us here on the Graybar Sports Open Line via the Quiver River Electric Guest Line, and we appreciate his time. Uh, I want to get into actually the TV stuff a little bit, not so much the streaming and the Apple TV thing. We don't want to, we've done that enough. 
but there was a bit of a development today when it comes to the whole Bally sports situation, which is just wild. And maybe because I'm in media and I kind of geek out and dork out on these things, it means a little bit more to me than other people. But I found the development of today to be kind of interesting. So we'll get into that in just a moment. Also, how would you feel about leagues owning national sports networks? That could be coming in the future as well. We'll discuss it in just a moment. It's a great bar sports open line on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 